This is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV for Thursday, September 7th, 2023. I'm Derek Gilbert. You'll find us back on YouTube again, youtube.com at 5 in 10. Subscribe and share if YouTube is your preferred method of watching this program. But then please, please download our app to guarantee we don't get canceled again. I'll give you details on the free Skywatch TV app before the end of this program. Topic number five today, Revenge of the Deep State. The former head of the Proud Boys, Enrique Tarrio, former chairman of the Florida-based group, accused of being the mastermind of uh, the attack on the Capitol or the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. It's described as an attack by the uh, corporate media. Was uh, This was January 6th, 2021, of course, what I'm talking about. He was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison by U.S. District Judge Timothy Kelly. 22 years in prison. The 39-year-old Tarrio received the longest prison term among all of the January 6th defendants to date, eclipsing the previous record of 18 years given to Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes back in May. Tario's co-defendant, Ethan Nordine, September 1st, was uh, also sentenced to about 18 years. Tario, the last of his trial group to be handed a sentence by Judge Kelly, who was appointed by former President Trump, Nordine, again, 18 years. Joe Biggs, 17 years. Zach Rail, 15 years. Dominic Pozzola, 10 years. Federal prosecutors wanted a 33-year term, interestingly. That number has some significance in the occult world. Anyway, federal prosecutors described Terrio as a uh, naturally charismatic leader, savvy propagandist, and celebrity chairman of the National Proud Boys Organization, end quote. What Terrio actually exhibited was an ability, ability to motivate protests against the deep state, and the elites don't like that. Same reason they're going after Donald Trump with lawfare, again, the legal equivalent of throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. In the case of Terrio, sadly, what stuck is a 22-year prison sentence. He's being made an example for the rest of us. Topic number four, Israel. President Joe Biden nominated former U.S. Secretary of the Treasury Jack Lew, served in that capacity under former President Obama, as his new ambassador to Israel Tuesday, despite Lew's history of defending then-President Obama's hostile policies toward Israel. Lew defended Obama's attempt to create distance with Israel and the one-sided nuclear deal with Iran. Lew argued that that deal somehow made Israel safer. Moreover, Lou criticized then-President Donald Trump's decision to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, a decision that eventually led to the Abraham Accords. Lou is described by the uh, media as an Orthodox Jew, but it's not clear what that actually means in terms of his personal observance of Torah. It's uh, usually cited as an attempt to shield him from criticism. The Jerusalem Post noted Tuesday that while Lou is the highest ranking former official appointed to be U.S. ambassador to Israel. Eight Republicans in the House of Representatives have already written to President Biden asking him to reconsider choosing Jack Lew for this decision. Now, uh, meanwhile, over the weekend, Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu addressed a uh, virtual conference of about 400 evangelical Christian leaders hosted by Mike Evans, who's the founder of Friends of Zion. We've attended the friend, visited the Friends of Zion Museum in Israel a couple of times now. Uh, Netanyahu said, I'm a great champion of devout Christians because devout Christians are the greatest champions of the state of Israel. And he's actually right about that. Evans asked on behalf of his Christian listeners if it was safe to visit Israel. This because of a recent um, 
increase in tension between Jews and Christians in Israel. Netanyahu responded, I heard two American friends talking, and one of them asked, is it safe to visit Israel? And the other answered, well, you know, once you get past JFK Airport, it's fine. End quote. Uh, Netanyahu was kind of joking, but kind of not. Yes, it is safe to visit Israel if you're a Christian. And uh, yeah, you're probably in more danger getting through New York or Chicago than you are once you're actually in Israel. By the way, our friend Aaron Lipkin, uh, Lipkin Tours, has uh, started an online petition to ask the Netanyahu administration to uh, take steps to secure the site of Joshua's altar to prevent any further damage to that site. You can find it through Aaron's uh, Facebook page. We encourage you to sign that and uh, help uh, motivate the state of Israel to take steps to protect that archaeologically and biblically important site from any further encroachment by the Palestinian Authority. Topic number three, what's up with Joe Biden? Um, <laughs> there have been multiple examples since he's taken office of his, um, shall we say, cognitive challenges. And I'm not trying to mock him because there are family members who are dealing with similar things as a natural consequence of aging for many people. But um, at an event on Tuesday, while awarding a Medal of Honor to an 81-year-old veteran, President Biden took off his, his mask. Now, this is in violation of rules that the White House said it would follow regarding exposure to COVID-19. As you may know, First Lady Jill Biden was diagnosed with COVID over the weekend. President Biden has been exposed. And so, according to the White House rules, he ought to be wearing that mask. His, he took, but he took off his black KN95 style mask during a prayer at the ceremony for retired Army Captain Larry Taylor of the White House Tuesday, just ahead of the president's remarks, um, honoring Captain Taylor for his um, service and heroism during the Vietnam War. Now, both men, being in their 80s, are considered at elevated risk from COVID-19 because of their age. And so, well, both men really should have been masked according to the rules of the White House. Now, I say that recognizing that actual data shows that masks do virtually nothing to slow the spread of respiratory viruses like SARS-CoV-2. But having said that, the unmasked president, after fastening the award around Captain Taylor's neck, shook his hand and then abruptly exited the ceremony before the ceremony was complete. I mean, President Biden just bolted the room. So there are two takeaways from this. Number one, the White House understands that COVID-19 is not nearly as dangerous as the media would like us to believe, because if they had, first of all, President Biden wouldn't have been at the ceremony to expose Captain Taylor. Um, secondly, President Biden, obviously not capable, of, not capable of remembering what he's supposed to be doing for longer than 10 minutes at a time, because again, he left the ceremony in the middle before the ceremony for Captain Taylor was complete. Topic number two, credit crash. Are credit cards about to sink the U.S. economy? You can see what the graphic artist did there, Statue of Liberty holding a credit card underwater. According to new data from Vantage Score, members of various generations here of Americans, Gen Z, Millennials, Gen X, Baby Boomers, uh, people with a credit score between 300 and 600, or subprime credit scores, have experienced now a delinquency rate of 10.6%. That's 30 to 59 days past due on credit card bills in July of this year. Now, that is up from 9.3% last year. 
Again, up from 9.3 to 10.6% year over year. For prime borrowers, people with good credit, the delinquency rate was just 0.15% in July, just up slightly from 0.14% in July of 2022. Now, among the top 100 banks, delinquency rate was 2.63% in the second quarter. That's up from 1.71% a year ago. This is according to the Federal Reserve Bank, which notes that more than 80% of consumers in the U.S. have credit cards. And of that, nearly half, about 48%, more than half, actually, 48% of American consumers carrying a balance month to month on the credit cards. Total credit card debt has exceeded $1 trillion for the first time in American history. The average credit card balance in the same quarter rising by 20% year over year to nearly $6,000. That is the highest level in about a decade. According to analyst Ted Rossman of Bankrate, this could mean trouble. Quote, half of credit card holders pay in full every month and avoid interest and life is great. They get rewards and buyer protection and all these benefits. But the other half, more or less, is carrying debt at an average interest rate north of 20%, which is the highest we've ever seen, end quote. That could mean trouble coming for the U.S. economy, especially as student loan debts payments will begin uh, again here in a month or so, and uh, budgets suddenly have to accommodate those uh, the return of those payments. Coming up, a shocking fish story. That's next on 5 and 10. There is an all-out war being waged on the minds of an entire generation of today's young people. State lawmakers are now questioning how 70 foster kids can go missing. They have convinced us in the West that children are a burden. Birth rates are below replacement levels just about everywhere in the Northern Hemisphere. People would have to be utterly blind or insane not to recognize the current heartbreaking onslaught against our most vulnerable citizens, our children. Children who have been thrown up against walls and locked in closets. Children who hide under their beds in fear and whose nightmares are real. Children who have been beaten with two-by-fours, whipped with bicycle chains, and burned with cigarette butts. Children living in foster care are four to five times more likely to commit suicide than those who are not. An agenda to submit our current generation of children to a fate far worse than death is being carried out. I was five years old. I was doing dishes. My mom was so mad. She had picked up one of the steak knives and shoved it through my hand and just walked away. stand in the gap for these children. These are real lives. Item number one today, this is not exactly what you think of when you think of a fish fry uh, power outage that cut electricity to a community in New Jersey a couple of weeks ago was due to an unlikely culprit, a fish dropped on power lines, apparently by an osprey. Police in Sayreville, New Jersey, said Jersey Central Power and Light found that power that was cut to a large area of lower Sayreville 
found a fish on the Transformer. This community is southwest of New York's Staten Island. Police said they uh, guessed that a bird dropped it as it flew over, asking readers to the Facebook page to remember the fish as a victim in this senseless death, calling the fish Gilligan and uh, referring to him as a hardworking family man and father to thousands. The suspect, they said, last seen flying south, not believed to be armed, but still probably considered dangerous. Normally, according to power company officials, when animals are involved in power outages, it's usually squirrels, uh, fish not on the list of frequent offenders. Maybe it was a fish trying to, you know, throw off suspicion. I mean, a squirrel using a fish to... Skywatch TV depends on your support to do what we do. And our main mission is to support the work at Whispering Ponies Ranch. You can find out more about that online at whisperingponiesranch.com. During the month of September, for your gift of any amount, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, we'll send you a copy of David Hebner's book, True Power. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. No minimum for uh, to take advantage of this offer. Again, for your gift of any amount, if you're in the U.S. or Canada, we'll send you a copy of True Power. Find out more online at our website, skywatchtv.com. Just look for the red donate button, or you can call us toll free, 844-750-4985, or visit the website skywatchtvstore.com and follow the link there. This week on Skywatch TV, we're talking about the work at Whispering Ponies Ranch, what we accomplished or what the Holy Spirit accomplished through your support during the camping season of 2023, what we're looking forward to in 2024, and how you can support the work as we help to mend broken children. Again, I'll say the Holy Spirit mend broken children in the foster care system through our partners at uh, Royal Family Kids, Teen Reach, and others. And uh, you'll hear directly from Tom Horn and Nita Horn about all of that on this week's program. The broadcast schedule is posted at skywatchtv.com slash channels. You can also find the program right now at our website, skywatchtv.com. All of our video content is always there at the website. If you have Roku or Apple TV, make sure you've got the Skywatch TV channel. You can watch all of our video content that way on your big screen. You can also check it out at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at skywatchtvnow or rumble.com slash skywatchtv. Best of all, though, Download our free mobile app to your smartphone or tablet. If you've got a relatively recent smart TV, you can cast the video content using Google's Chromecast or Apple's AirPlay. You can also watch it on your device, whether it's a phone, tablet, iOS, Android, Amazon, Kindle Fire. All of those uh, are, we've got apps for all of those platforms and links to the app stores for the device that's uh, for your device posted at our website, skywatchtv.com. Thank you for watching as we keep watch. I'm Derek Gilbert, and this is 5 in 10 from Skywatch TV.